we want to talk to you this morning, amazing, look at that, we're already on it, about this vision, but we don't want to talk to you about it this morning. Together, we want to explore this um, new vision that as creatures we're stepping into. Vision really is something that, you know, all sorts of organizations, businesses, churches have, but actually what it really is, is it's something that helps us to see what Jesus is up to and helps us all to go, I want to be following Jesus more and seeing what he's up to. It's like a lens to look through, to see where he's leading us. And this is the simplicity of it this morning. We ultimately want to see lives transformed by Jesus as a church. Because we exist, because Jesus has called us, because he loves us, because he saved us, because he encourages us and fills us with his spirit, our prayer and our vision is that our communities and families and lives all around will be changed because of that, as we give Jesus our yes. That's our vision, to be a welcoming community of spirit-filled worshippers where everyone plays their part in seeing individuals, families, and our communities transformed by the presence of Jesus, presence of God, and by the compassion of Jesus. That's us showing his love in practical ways to the world around us, to our communities. And the part we really want to look at today is a simple phrase there called, where everyone plays their part. Where everyone plays their part. And so the big question I want you to ask today is, what is my part to play in this? What's God saying to me? What's my part? Am I really included? I want to say yes. Say, how am I? I don't go to this church. Well, if you go to a different fellowship, this morning will be really useful to just chew on your part to play in the mission of God. And if you're not yet sure if you're a Christian, this morning you can begin to understand what God says about you through his written word and be encouraged and reflect. So there's going to be lots of time to reflect this morning. It is quite a different way we're going to do it. But let me um, start by taking you to scripture. You'll see first that you should all have one of these. On the front, you'll see the passage we're just going to reflect on. It's about five minutes we're going to take now, just to reflect on this together. And I've pulled out six words that I'm just going to nudge you towards in this passage. Six words to nudge you towards, to have a little think about. And if you've got a pen this morning, if God says something to you, or you like the thought of something, or you just want to write a note, feel free to start filling in this form, or this card. This is yours to take away. No one else is looking at it today. We're not handing them back in at the end. This is yours, so scribble some notes as you go. We'll explain more about the rest of this uh, in a moment. But let's turn to God's word. I'm going to ask Mark to come up. He's going to read Mark 6, verse 7 to 13. Great. Mark 6 should be there on the screen as well. Is it there? Oh, I've got the clicker. No, I haven't. Can you move it on? There we go. Matt's got the clicker. Let's read Mark 6. Calling to the twelve, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but no extra shirt. Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. 
They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Amazing. So that's it. That's what you need to do. Get your sandals on, no extra shirts, and let's go out and do it, shall we? Is that it? Well, maybe, but let's reflect on this a little bit this morning. I just want to say, if uh, you want to use creche facilities, there are some at the back. Please don't feel you must. Uh, If we've got gurgly babies uh, chattering away, we love that too. But if you do want to, there's a team out there and some toys for those um, preschoolers and infants as well, just to let you know. But take a moment to reflect on this passage with me. Because it's a really significant moment in the lives of these disciples. It's actually the moment where Jesus goes, and now you. Up to that point, they're like, whoa, Jesus is amazing. We're following Jesus. He does all the stuff. And at this moment, Jesus goes, yeah, but my plan's always been for you to do this too. So go and have a go. It's your turn. Here they are. (laughs) Jesus sending out the 12. And here are these six words that we're just going to bounce through this morning, begin to chew and think about uh, from this passage. And I pray now, Lord, as we just think about this together, would you speak to us now by your Holy Spirit? Thank you, Lord, that you love to speak. You speak today. Speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's bounce through these. So we're going to be going for it. Um, The first word I want to say is everybody. We read that Jesus sent out the 12. That's what he does. He sends out all of them two by two. Now don't forget these disciples were a mixed bag. We looked at it a a little while ago in one of our sermons. And we realised they're just a ragtag bunch really. These disciples. Fishermen, tax collectors, misfits. They are far from ready. They are utterly unqualified. They are far out of their depths. They're probably thinking, surely now's not the time to go out. But Jesus says yes. And he sends every single one of them. Everyone had a part to play in this mission. Everybody. And don't think they were all fantastic. They wouldn't have been. There would have been different strengths, different weaknesses. Some would have been passionate and eager. Some would have been reticent and quiet. But Jesus said, I'm sending all of you. And if you notice, I'm not sending you on your own. This ain't Lone Ranger time, guys. When Jesus sends us, he gives us company along the way. He sends them out two by two. No one was left out. No one was alone. But would you send this lot? Would you send this ragtag? Well, Jesus did. And he sends out you and me. Every single one of us here. No matter who you are, how underqualified you feel, Jesus says, come on, come and be part of my mission. It's what I've always intended for you. And yet this ragtag bunch are totally different to any other group that have ever been sent out before. Because of two things. Firstly, is this next word, authority. We read that Jesus gave them authority over impure spirits. One of the most amazing things about Jesus is that all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to him. All authority. There is no higher name. There is no higher authority. All authority in heaven and on earth belongs to Jesus. And then when you get your head around this, that he really is the king of all, glorious beyond imagination, he then turns around and says, and now I'm sending you. 
And I'm giving you my authority to make a difference in this world. When Jesus sends us out, the weight of all of heaven is behind us when we go and share the goodness and the good news of Jesus with others. You see, there is one who believes he has authority in this world. Prince of this world. The liar. Satan. And he'll deceive you. And he'll make you think you have no authority in Christ. That you're just rubbish, you're worthless. Don't believe it. Jesus says, you love me. You follow me. You have authority. And it's a reminder that we don't just deal with flesh and bone. But we deal with principalities and powers in the spiritual realm as well as on earth. And yet, as God's people, we have the authority given us by the Alpha and the Omega, the King himself. All right, next word to think about, grace. We read here his instructions, take nothing, just a staff, no bread, no bag, no money, no belt. Don't wear an extra shirt, just take your sandals. It's dreadful planning. It's dreadful, dreadful planning. Um, Honestly, the planners there would have just been having a nightmare going, well, clearly we need some extra food for this evening and then there's tomorrow morning what if we don't find a place and what if it's cold you know what am i allowed no not allowed an extra shirt it's extraordinary what's jesus up to well this is the second thing that makes them so different firstly was the authority they were given that we are given second thing is this was all about them and us learning it's about god's grace and his spirit learning to trust in the guidance and provision of the holy spirit in everything we do jesus was led by the Spirit throughout his ministry. The Spirit's power was shown in amazing ways throughout his ministry. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me to make a difference in this world. (laughs) To set the captives free. To help people to see. To declare the year of the Lord's favour. Those early disciples had to learn a simple lesson. It's not just about our gifts and who I am and how good I am. It's actually, those things are good and Jesus uses our gifts. But ultimately, our fruitfulness is all about the grace of Jesus and about how we follow the Spirit and how we're filled with the Spirit. All right, next one. Welcome. We read verse 10 to 11 that they're to stay in a house and find a place that they can uh, get along with someone and, and then stay there. Don't go moving around. Build relationships. Root yourselves in the community. It's an extraordinary thought that even back then they were doing incarnational, community-based, relational ministry and mission. It's always been that way. And they received a warm welcome by certain people and they gave a warm welcome back. But we recognize too that not everyone was open to them. And sometimes they come across people that hated them or told them to get out. I don't want to know. And it's the same today and that's okay. It doesn't mean you necessarily got something wrong. In this one it says, shake your dust off. It basically just means it's okay. They're going to have to face God themselves one day. But the truth is, we're called to build and find those people of relationships with those people of peace, is what scripture says in uh, another gospel. We find those places where we can root in our community. We journey with people. We love them. We receive their welcome with humility. We give our warm welcome. It's part of the initial and always being way of mission. Um, that Jesus calls each of us on. I wonder who the people are that you have good relationships with, that God wants you to stick with and keep loving and keep sharing. Here's the next word, compassion. The first thing we notice here is there were many, many needs in the community around them. And this bunch of ragtag disciples gave Jesus their yes. And because they 
gave him their yes, they actually went out and did something about it. They didn't just look and go, God, it's tough, isn't it, out there? They went, okay, we'll go and we'll do something about it. And that's what compassion means. It's different to empathy. Empathy means I really feel the pain that you're going through. And sympathy, oh, I I feel sorry for you. But compassion is I am moved to act and respond because I recognize the pain and the struggle you're going through. I am moved to respond. The Compassion website, Compassion, the, the charity, describes it this way. Compassion gets involved. When others keep their distance from those who are suffering, compassion prompts us to act on their behalf. These disciples actually went and demonstrated the compassion of God, the love of God. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. And Jesus so loves the world that he sends us. We don't just want to be loving. We don't just want to be kind. We need to recognize we're sent by Jesus in everything we do to share Jesus. And that is through actions, through our love, through coming alongside and helping. But it's also through sharing the truth of who he is, our conversations, our testimony, our witness. It's all mixed together. They proclaimed and they set the captives free. They told about Jesus and the response that people could give to him and needed to give to him. And they showed them love, real love, compassion in action. I wonder what would it look like to see the captives set free in our world and our society today. Because God's people actually act with compassion. Well, we see it all around, don't we? We see it all around in some of those ministries you'll think about today. All right, last one. It's a simple word, transformation. And it's a simple thought for you. Because these ordinary folk actually went, lives were utterly, eternally transformed forever. God wanted to use these disciples. They gave him their yes. And then people's lives were changed because of it. When they came back, they were utterly buzzing. Jesus, you should have seen what we did. It was extraordinary. It was amazing. This person was blind and now they can see. And and this person, they were demon-possessed. And the demon came out and this person was broken and hurting. And we brought healing and hope and restoration to them. Jesus, it was amazing. And Jesus goes, yeah, I know. It's what I sent you. And remember your love too. Remember your name's in the book of heaven. This is what Jesus calls us to be involved with. I wonder, what could actually change? Because you and I really realize this one shot of life on earth in this way that we get, if we give Jesus our yes, I wonder what would change, who would change, whose lives would be different tomorrow because we give our yes to Jesus today with the authority of Christ, filled with the spirit of Christ, the grace of God. Ragtag, unqualified, frightened, not very good at it, loved, going out and showing the love of Jesus, proclaiming the truth of who he is. Transformation. Jesus came so that this world might be different, lives might be different. And now he says to us, now will you go and serve and love so that lives will continue to be different through the power and love of Jesus. All right. It's an amazing little passage, isn't it? Lots in there for us to think about I just want to invite Mark up he's just going to take two minutes to tell you one of the things one of the ways uh, people are responding uh, to some of the needs in our society right now 
So I just want to share something that's, that's kind of been seen. People have seen the struggles in the church. They've been aware of uh, the challenges of heating and uh, cost of living, and people have responded with compassion already. And that's what we're kind of calling a life ministry, these compassion ministries. And I'm just going to show you two examples. One is uh, what they're calling Warm Wednesday. The parent and toddler group currently meets 10 till nearly 12 o'clock, half 10 till nearly 10 o'clock, and they're now going to go, well, actually, come and hang out. Those parents that actually were going back to cold homes, why don't you stay a bit longer with us? Bring your packed lunch, we maybe provide a bit of soup, come and share together, come and eat together, come and be together as, as families and young people. So that's one thing that's starting after half term, a compassion ministry. And the other one is thinking about how the cafe could be used and two things are going to happen there. One is that on Fridays, uh, the cafe will stop at two, but will just become another warm space, places where people can come and use the Wi-Fi for eating and coffee, um, come and be together in a warmer space, and then in the evening, able to provide food. So that's the community feast part. There'll be more info about these things coming out. But what I want you to sense is get to heart of these things, that these things haven't been a, me and Matt and Meg have had a brilliant idea and we've got all the answers. No, people have come and gone, I sense there's need. I sense there's a, there's a pain, there's, a, there's people are struggling. What can we do? What might that look like? What are we already doing that we could just tweak a little bit? And these things have come from the kind of, they bubbled up as the Holy Spirit has prompted and so today I'm sharing those two because maybe as you come and look at the wall over there a bit later on, you might go, Lord, I've sensed this from your Holy Spirit a long time ago, but nudge me again, prompt me again. What is it? What are the needs of people? What's that compassion that you're stirring afresh in me? Maybe what idea are you wanting to birth in us, Lord?